month. I, I mean, we still get a, those keys for Half-Life Alex went out recently and we don't have, um, I don't, I don't know. Do you know what the embargo is for that yet? I, I do. The embargo day, um, is on, uh, November 17th Jubember. and people are going to lose their mind when they hit, find out, uh, about all of the uh, upgrades to the game and, and, and all the reprojection, of course, it's going to be a real issue for a lot of people. I think. Hold on, before you go live, let me let me just um, let me just take a couple tokes here, and then and I'll be I'll be straight for the okay, show. Hold on, let me. You know, absolutely. Well, we still got a minute, so I'm going to. Um... <sighs> <laughs> All right. Hey Wes, um, I think we're live. Are we, wait, are we live? Oh no, not again! Listen, no, no one's paying attention. No one's paying attention. Let's just, let's just, let's just do this. Ready? <laughs> Ready? Let's go. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We've been live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Two Eyes Friday right here on PSVR Without Pro. We do it live on this YouTube channel, 6 p.m. for your viewing pleasure. We do it uh, on podcast services for all of you who like to watch with your ears. Uh, that's Spotify. That's other places. My name is Brian Powell from this channel right here, PSVR Without Pro. And this gentleman over here on my right, uh, it's Wes Dillon. He's a virtual stranger. What's going on, my friend? Uh, another West Day here, man. One up, one down. Uh, exciting as usual, right? West Days are the best. That's when all the cool stuff happens, and today's no exception. West Days are the best days. Best days. Word. Looper, the Word. underground game kept the two euros says, now you have to restart the live stream. I guess Looper tuned in for, <laughs> for the mishap <laughs> over on Virtual Strangers. Did you just, did you just tell everyone, shh, don't, don't repeat anything you heard. Is that how that went down? It was implied. It was implied. People people knew. People knew why we started the stream over. I even took a poll. Like, will you please click into the next stream when, when we start over in five <laughs> minutes? Um, but people were gracious. I mean, we, we did lose. I mean, immediately we lost half. But within like 20 minutes, uh, we had surpassed the number that we were at. Yeah. So uh, we probably piss five people off but for the most part people were okay with it so you you lost you lost the bad half right i'm i'm always right. always down to lose the bad half um uh wes what is uh besides besides chaos with live streams going live earlier than anticipated what's uh what is going on over there at virtual strangers there's lots of crazy shit happening on the psvr psvr2 side of things in the vr world but is anything happening in the greater vr universe that you guys are talking about over there uh i mean there's some stuff going on with pc right now um steam next fest is going on so there's a ton of demos to play right now um you know we we, we talked about next fest passively last week as some of the titles that were in the upload vr showcase were titles that we covered a, like a year ago, uh, because of one of these Steam Next Fest, uh, the events at Unity Farms, Gazzlers, and so on and so forth. So we're talking about maybe, um, maybe doing the same thing this week and covering that. Although 
I've got some personal stuff happening, so I don't, I don't know how that's going to affect our schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say this. Uh, we've already played the Hellsweeper demo, and dude, you're going to love this game. It's so good. I mean, I mean, I, I don't need you to spill the beans entirely, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing that means better than Sirento. Yeah, definitely. And, and the things that you love about Sirento are present here. Uh, the game's structured a little bit differently, um, but the aesthetic's really cool. Uh, the movement system is just off the charts crazy, and it's super addictive, and it's one of those things that's um, easy to pick up but hard to master, right? So, like, like it's a it's a demo that takes about, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes to play through, uh, but the second time you play, it's more fun than the first time. And, like, they've even got progression on for it. So, like, the more times you run the demo, you level your character up and stuff as if you had the whole game going. Uh, it's really good, really well done. They've taken forever to polish this thing uh, because we did play it um, something close to two years ago. Oh. Um, and it's it's way better now and finally almost here. Uh, but I think a lot of people are going to really enjoy it. Right. That's got the same release date uh, for Steam. Uh, Quest and PSVR two, right? Like they're launching cross platform. What is it? Do you, do you remember um, the release date? It's not that far from now. September. Uh, September twenty one. I want to say. Yeah, that does sound right. Good stuff, man. the The back half of twenty twenty three is looking pretty sweet. The so. front The front half is already nuts. I was talking to someone about this earlier today, and obviously we'll get into Ubers a little bit later on in the show. But how many? Game of the year candidates have we already had this year, and it's it's we're, we're in June. Nuts. It's true. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, launch alone, right? Like, I mean, Village and Gran Turismo, uh, right there, contenders for game of the year. Um, and if Resident Evil Four comes out this year, Jesus, dude, like, all sorts of shit. Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, Samson One Four Three VR. We got to do it, Wes. I want to talk to Samson. Flying to the moon <laughs> like that bitch Alice crammed in uh, with two dollar tips. You, 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 you get you get that out of me for two dollars. That's not too bad. He says, "Happy West Day." Happy West Day, Samson. Thanks for being here, bro. Um, I saw Samson. I saw Samson before the show started. Uh, says he was playing Hubris. Uh, so I'm assuming Samson's in Australia. It's going to be out in some regions. At this point, probably the UK in just a little bit. Uh, who knows? So uh, very, very good. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Um, we're going to talk a lot about hubris in just a minute, but I'm very, very curious to hear uh, what people think about it when they go hands-on with the PSVR 2 version. Uh, I know a lot of people in uh, in my comment section said, damn, you had a lot of complaints. How could you possibly give this a 9 out of 10? And, uh, and it's just because I'm, I'm not that good of a writer is, is the answer, right? Sometimes like when you're trying to like list off a bunch of small little things that you're complaining about, uh, but, but then you're trying to really emphasize what a great game it is. Sometimes those two don't feel like they strike the right balance in a review. And then once you hear, once you hear the response from other people say, your review didn't sound like a nine out of 10, all that means to me is that I got to get better at writing reviews. So, uh, so thank you everyone for the feedback. Um, but I'm very, very excited to talk about this game, especially with Wes here, because uh, he's been, he said, hands-on experience with this game for much longer than uh, than the rest of us PSVR2 noobs. Um, Salvador with the $5 tip says, dust off the... Oh, right. Oh, I completely forgot about that, right? 
the intro to uh, without uh, why we love episodes. He says, Brian, wait, wrong show. No, that's it. Roots look different after restarting the stream, Wes. So because he was high. Was he high? <laughs> I think he's so. I think he sobered up real quick after he realized <laughs> that we were live. I still don't know what happened. I don't know if um, if I accidentally clicked the button or if he went live before I had the the screen up and it just automatically put us live. Um, but it was completely unexpected and threw us both off of our game to the point where we had to start over. <laughs> like we just had to flush it and start all over again. It's it's kind of my worst nightmare, Wes. Right? Because I I feel like. Um, you know, like comedians, uh, off camera, like I, I say just fucking dumb shit, man, because I'm always trying to get a laugh out of somebody. And, you know, when you know that it comes from a good place with, I'm, you know, that I have kindness in my heart and I love everybody and whatever, I will say crazy shit about all sorts of people. <laughs> and so, so sometimes, uh, you know, there's, there's that little thing in the back of my head or I've had nightmares certainly about, you know, people getting the wrong impression because, Maybe we were right. live when we weren't supposed to be. Uh, so I'm. I, I hope it was. Uh, I hope it was wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, at least that was the good thing is that there was nothing that was taken out of context. It could have been so much worse, right? If, if the timing had been off just a little bit, um, we could we could be canceled or lose a friend or God knows what. John Savino in the chat says, "Hey Brian, hey John, uh, five years watching you." Only last week you answered one of my messages. First time on Wes's show and got four messages read out. Don't you love me, Brian? John, you're a troll. Stop being such a fucking troll and we'll read out more of your messages. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't want to have to be the one to tell it like it is, but you troll. You a troll. We're going to move on. <laughs> Nihilus Ryan, the game feeling with the $5 tip says, hoping this tip gets reprojected by other cats in the chat. Hey, uh, you know what, Wes? Um, I feel I, mean, I, th- I I really enjoyed having the conversation with AJ on Monday about reprojection. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback about that episode. Um, but but AJ and I are not the most technical of cats out there, right? And so doing a little research ahead of the show and kind of relying on what other uh, outlets ha- t- say when they talk about reprojection and sort of you know kind of having to trust what other people are saying uh, maybe we might not have been the best two people to be doing a show about reprojection um and you hit me up a little bit after the show and with with uh with some extra notes uh is there anything it could just be like a little reprojection addendum right now wes uh could you maybe sure. throw a few more facts our way and, and maybe set any record straight that aj and i might not have done a, a great job presenting well, first of all, you guys did do a great job. You, you guys did an awesome job with the, with the topic. And I love how our, our, our channel and our community is growing and kind of, um, I mean, I, I don't want to sound reductive, but kind of catching up to where a lot of the like super ultra enthusiasts ha- have been for a little while now and learning about the more technical aspect of it. But you guys did a really good job. Um, all I was saying was that for all this talk about how terrible the, the PlayStation reprojection system is mm-hmm. i think steam vr is worse uh in terms of how it performs the difference being though is that with playstation it's completely up to the developer and it's just either on or it's off and you can't switch back and forth it just is what it is the the what makes it um a little less of an issue on on pc versus playstation or even quest is that you can you can optimize through settings. There are much much 
there are many more settings available to you in PC VR. So the the Steam VR reprojection is just notoriously bad. But what you can do about that is just turn your graphics settings down a little bit, and dynamically the game's frame rate will raise. And once you hit a certain threshold, the the reprojection will shut off, um, and it, it just won't be there anymore. So you you can uh, you can optimize your way out of reprojection, and I think uh, that there might even be an option in Steam VR to turn it off altogether and just uh, have it drop frames. You know when it can't keep up with the the graphics that you're trying to push. Uh, but all in all, you did, you all did a great job of of explaining what it was and kind of why it happens and what it's like, what it what it you know what it appears like when when you experience it in game and uh and you also did a very good job of explaining that it's not it's a different experience for everyone some people aren't very sensitive to it some people can't see it at all other people fixate on it and can't unsee it after they find out uh about it and uh, i'm very much like you like i i didn't know what it was for a long time you know coming from psvr i just never that it always just how this is how games are right and until you see a game that isn't using it and and then go back and then you realize uh what the difference is um but no you guys did a great job uh my whole point was that it's not like uniquely bad on playstation um it's bad everywhere it's just that pc gives you options to kind of work your way out of it where console takes those options away and i guess in an attempt to kind of streamline the experience for players yeah and that's i mean and that's it's certainly a benefit of being a pc vr gamer and i can't think of many benefits to be honest with you because i i have a computer that's completely capable of running decently high-end pc vr stuff and i just absolutely hate being at my PC or, or even near my PC or, or using my PC for anything but work, honestly. Right? And, and, and when I do use VR on my PC, it screws up my sound settings and then Gamescast is a complete disaster more so than usual. And so I just want to stay far away from my PC. But, you know, with, with this now kind of becoming an issue, like obviously PSVR 1 used reprojection as well and, and no one ever really talked about it, right? So it, it does, it does seem like it's, it's more noticeable on PSVR too. And if they can fix that from the firmware side and, and, and please Wes, just confirm this for me. Um, there's, I've gotten so many comments lately from people who are worried they're going to have to buy a new headset. Reprojection is 100% a software issue can be updated via yeah. firmware. This is not something people will need to use a headset for confirm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This has absolutely nothing to do with your hardware. Thank you. Now there are things with the hardware um, that sometimes can present similar issues like nausea and eye strain, uh, that being like uh, the persistence uh, of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, the OLED, this OLED panel apparently has a particularly high uh, persistence where most modern VR headsets have low, and some people have a difficulty with that. Very rare, but th- there are cases of people who get discomfort from that. But with reprojection specifically, uh, that's 100% software. And, you know, you, you talked yesterday about, or I guess uh, Monday about uh, how there's supposedly an update coming 
to um, to kind of fix Sony's reprojection system. I heard the same thing as well. Uh, I heard it. It was told to me in uh, a pretty good bit of uh, technical detail as to what was wrong with the current reprojection system and what they're going to do to fix it. But uh, I don't have that level of technical knowledge, so it all flew right over my head, and I couldn't explain to you what it was <laughs> that that they were trying to convey to me. But I can I can tell you that it seemed like this person knew what they were talking about when they explained it. Okay, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. Um, also, good to remember that we're only four months in to the PSVR two lifespan, uh, and we've seen how good it can be. We've also seen you know the issues that can have and things just will just get better in time. So patience and, uh, and don't freak out, you know? And and I would say for the most part, you know, all games use it differently and it, it presents itself differently in these games. Yep. The by far vast majority of the games that use it, it's, it's not like a game breaking issue. There's only really a, a handful of really egregious uses of it. Um, for the most part, it's something that you can see if you look for, but after you get into the gameplay, you just kind of forget about it and go on. Yeah, I've actually learned, learned this, uh, there's reprojection is so much, there's so much more to it than I think most people are aware, including I didn't realize myself until recently, um, just how much there was to it. Uh, I was talking to a developer, it was yesterday, the day before, something along those lines, and, uh, and they were teaching me about, uh, about, reprojection layers right so just like photoshop where you have like layers on top of each other you can have things in the background things in the distance you know at a certain point in the distance reprojected whereas everything up close is not and so it's not just is there reprojection or isn't there i know a lot of people are like you know guys when you review a game or when you talk about a game you have to talk about you know uh what the refresh rate is or the frames per second are and tell us if there's reprojection well it's, it's not that simple not always so uh, so kind of bear that in mind. And also a lot of developers just don't want to tell us, you know, what the, what, what the frame rate is or if it's using reprojection or what, because now it's, now reprojection has a bad name. And so the question is, is like, is it noticeable? Is, uh, it's, it's, it's way, it's a way more important question anyway, uh, as to what, you know, is there reprojection? Maybe, but is it noticeable? That's the question you want to ask. Yeah. It's, a, it's an unfortunate situation because the worst offender in the PSVR two library also happened to be the, the one big triple a first party launch title for, for PlayStation VR two, the one that everyone had hung their hopes on. And then when it kind of presented itself, there worse than any other uh, case. Um, it's kind of gave the, the naysayers and trolls some ammunition. And now it's gotten to the point where it's actually absolutely overblown and people, um, you know, People have seen cases like uh, the Light Brigade that, you know, just optimized their way out of it and stopped using it. And now a lot of people are saying, well, if a game has reprojection, I'm not going to play it until it gets fixed. And that's not always going to be the case. And nor should it be, because, again, most of the time it's it's not as big of an issue as people make it out to be. Um, there's some absolutely beautiful titles that have come out and titles that are coming soon that use it and again i don't even think about it when i'm playing them the only reason i know it is because i look for it now because i know it's <laughs> going to come up during episodes like this yeah well so that i gotta ask you i, I guess we're going to transition into our uh into our talk about hubris now why not um since reprojection is i i think going to be a really 
big divisive issue when it comes to this game. Uh, because when I started playing it, like, so when I started playing Horizon at launch, now, obviously, launch was a different story, right? I didn't notice reprojection as much then. And maybe if I went back in now, I'd re- I noticed it a whole lot more. Um, certainly noticed it when I was climbing ledges and stuff. And the, when, when the ledge that was nearest me kind of like went away, there was that major ghosting effect there. Um, so I still noticed it at launch, but like, I j- it just wasn't that big of a deal from the get go with hubris. When I got in there, I was like, oh, damn, like everything reprojection seems so much worse here. Uh, it may, and maybe it was that maybe it has to do with layered reprojection. Maybe like everything's reprojected instead of just like the stuff near you. Um, but did you not find it to be an issue in hubris? Everybody's different. I want to know what your stance on this is. Oh, so this is how it kind of went with me. Like I made sure to get you review keys the minute that the, the, that they had access yeah. and you actually played, uh, Ubers before I did on PSVR two, And, um, <laughs> hearing you talk about this reprojection, uh, and, and, you know, others, uh, it really scared me. Like, like I went, I went in with the worst expectations for it. Like this is going to be horizon level bad. And, um, I didn't see it at all when I first played it. Like I didn't see it at all. Wow. I could, I couldn't see it. And, um, I, I started to question at, at that point if whether it was an intermittent thing, like do certain consoles have it worse than others? Like the switchback issue, you know, some consoles are, it looks really bad and in other ones it looks good. But for me, it was just beautiful. Like I didn't even see any reprojection. Um, it wasn't until I got into, um, I think it was uh, chapter three or mission three, um, the, the mining level mm-hmm. where, where you, you kind of, go through caves. There's some swimming in it. It's a very diverse, long level with lots of enemies in it. It wasn't until there that I even really noticed it. Now, with that said, you, you could, you know, obviously move your hand in front of your face and see that double vision thing. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about when you're just playing it and not looking for it. Um, it. It took, you know, I was well over halfway through the game before I noticed it. But then that's when I realized that it is worse in some levels than it is in others. And it's absolutely there. Um, It still wasn't like terrible for me, but it was absolutely noticeable in some areas. But again, you you know, you get out of an area, you move into a place after you beat all the enemies, the, the, the the demand on the, the console's resources goes down and the, uh, the, the blurring and ghosting effects go away. Um, I would say it's never quite on the the level of like a horizon. It's never that bad. Um, But I went in with terrible expectations. And and then I thought that maybe you were crazy for a little while and seeing stuff that just wasn't there. And then I saw it too. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then I saw it too. And then I realized, okay, it it is here after all. But again, I I didn't ever think it was all that big of a deal. Yeah. I think it's better to have it looking like this than have it choppy and dropping frames. You yeah. know, yeah. And th- th- there's there's certainly um, a lot of misconceptions out there. Let's let's clear up one misconception about me right now, uh, and that comes from Looper, the Underground Game Cat, because this isn't the first time I heard this. Uh, Looper, he says, can it be that it's just because you've recently talked about reprojection? Do you know how desperately I wanted to bring up hubris on Monday's show? 
Like we, I had already played through hubris and was almost done my review by the time we had done the show on Monday. And so that was the game I was sort of referring to saying, Oh, it's, it's reprojection for me is getting worse. So it's not just because it was on my mind. It was on my mind because of hubris. So take that and reverse it. Um, also I saw in the chat, uh, somebody mentioned, uh, that they only experience reprojection. Uh, I think Corey Massey said they only re- experience the reprojection when he's using the right stick to turn. Uh, and that's not at all my experience. Like, yes, that happens. I feel like I drop frames more than anything else when I'm turning with the right stick, smooth turning. Um, but it's just moving through the world, climbing, running, jumping, anything. Uh, and, and, and again, I, I feel like, um, this is the kind of stuff I was paying attention to in hubris, like making sure that it wasn't just when I was turning. It's like kind of all the time for me. Um, but it's, re- it's super reassuring to hear Wes say like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that I'm part of like the small percentage of people who like really, really get affected by, um, does it seems like it's equal, like 20% or so say they don't see it at all. 20% say I see it and it's really annoying. <laughs> and the majority are like, yeah, I see it, but it's not a big deal. Um, um yeah, I see it if I look for it. Most of the time I don't see it, but um, it's not because I'm just not tuned into it at all. Again, it was pretty egregious in uh, Horizon. Um, I don't think it's anywhere near that level here. So Good to hear. Good to hear. Love love the different perspectives. And, and also I love hearing – some pe- some people left me some comments today saying, damn – Brian, your, your review and AJ's review were super positive. And like, that's, you know, like that's not what we're hearing from other outlets. And so the, it's not even just about the reprojection. It's about everything, uh, when it comes to hubris. So I can't, I can't wait to kind of start, uh, hearing what you guys have to say when you start playing it. And, and if, and if you love it as much as I do, or, or if you're finding as many issues with it as some other people have, um, Wes, maybe you can help with Danorama Pajama, um, the geeky game meow. Did you change it from game from game cat's pet llama because it didn't rhyme? Is that what you did with the ten quid? He says, uh, "Daddy, when you cover hubris later, good thing we're talking about it right now. Please talk to me about the aiming mechanic. Can you use the sights well?" So this is something he was asking over on Discord, and I didn't answer because I was like the whole time I was playing hubris. Um, the great thing about hubris is that you can shoot one handed, or you can grip that gun. And then you get a, a laser dot. Uh, and so that's what I'm using to aim, right? Like it, it feels like an arcade shooter to me, but I've never, I didn't really try to aim down the sights because I didn't need to. Wes, do you have any, uh, any thoughts on this? Did you, uh, aim down the sights at all? Yeah, uh, some, um, uh, I kind of, uh, let the situation dictate how I am. Uh, so I used a little bit of all, you know, I, I shot from the hip a whole lot, one handed, uh, I did a little bit of uh, two-handing and using the, uh, the the laser sight, and I did try aiming down the sights, which, for what it's worth, uh, very accurate. The, the the iron sights on these guns are something that's new that that weren't in the original version of the game, and um, yeah, they they work pretty well. Uh, you know, when, when I'm trying to pull off a precision shot from distance, uh, you know, maybe hanging from something because I'm holding something with my offhand. Um, it works. It works every time. It, it they're actually pretty well done. Now, um, with that said, everyone plays different, and this isn't the type of game where I spend a whole lot of time just to slowly getting the aim perfect. This is more of a 
blast away, right? Pull the trigger, 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 and go because there's there's another enemy that's trying to flank you and come up behind you. Yeah. Um. So you're always in constant movement, and you have unlimited ammo, so you don't have to worry about pulling the trigger too many times. Um. So I didn't I didn't use the sights a whole lot. Um. I I literally I probably aimed from you know shot from the hip most of the time. Um, but I did try it out and it does work well. Good. Yeah, that's really good to hear. Um, it's, it's funny when, uh, when you get a question like this from like Danorama and you're like, man, I played this game twice and I still can't answer that question. Like it's just, it's just the way that I play games. Um, if it was, if there was, if it was more of a stealthy game, I feel like I'd be aiming down the sights more. I'd be like crouching behind stuff. And I mean, and I do like that it is kind of a cover shooter if you want it to be. Uh, and, uh, but, but still, uh, there, there's so many enemies sometimes where it's just like stealth is impossible. I, I don't, I don't, that's just yeah, not what this game is about. And, and there's no rifle. I mean, really the only thing you're trying to precision, precision sure. shoot with is the pistol. Like the other two weapons, you know, you have a submachine gun, which you're just spraying bullets out of. Uh, I mean, you can't shoot, uh, super accurate. You can't be a sharpshooter with a submachine gun anyway. And then there's a shotgun, which is for, for up close combat. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there, you really don't find yourself in too many situations where you're trying to be a long distance sniper. So the, the it's nice that those sites are there because it, the occasion does come up every now and then where, uh, having that headshot is really helpful. Yeah. But it isn't something you're going to find yourself uh, falling back on very often. I do like the secondary fire with the shotgun. I don't even think I've mentioned. It. I think I showed it in the review. Um, awesome. Having not even used the shotgun on my first time through, because it, it just I just I okay. So I needed hubris to be twice as long as it was, right? So that I could <laughs> keep upgrading my weapons and uh, and you know actually use all of them. Um, or I just needed new game plus. Uh, and, and so I was actually surprised at the end. I was like, holy crap, I never even used the shotgun once. And so I played through again on, uh, on the hardest difficulty and made sure I focused on the shotgun. And it's so cool that it has a secondary fire for, for kind of long range attacks, kind of, uh, this homing type missile sort of explosion thing that you can use it for. Uh, I thought that was really cool because shotguns typically are, like you said, very much for close range, uh, burst attacks. It's a cool, unique weapon because typically I'm not a shotgun guy. Like, uh, with the exception of Farpoint and a couple other games, I typically steer clear of the shotgun because I'm more of a distance fighter. I, I don't like to get up close. Uh, this game doesn't let you pick in a lot of uh, different situations. So uh, I did unlock the shotgun and start using it. Um, but after you start using it, you realize about the alt, alt fire mode that basically turns your shotgun into a long distance object. So you can approach these firefights, picking guys off from distance and melting them with these, um, you know, you want to call it a grenade launcher, but it's not exactly a grenade launcher. It works kind of like the disc grenades that you can unlock in Farpoint. So they just kind of glide out and you can use the, the laser pointer to guide them to where they go. And then when you let go of the trigger, it explodes. So you don't even have to really hit the enemy. Just get in there, get in their proximity and let the trigger go and it'll blow up next to them. And, and it's really cool. Um, something that I haven't seen in a whole lot of other games, if any. Uh, I don't want to let some of these tips get too far away from us, Wes. So, uh, so whether they're on topic or off topic, we're going to, we're going to read them out. Um, for sure. Drats Ebb with the $10 tips as I just dropped a grand 
on PC upgrades so I can play the Cyberpunk expansion in VR. And my wife has, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't be reading this out loud in case wifey's nearby. And my wife has no idea, even though she can hear this. Oh, Jesus, I should have read the whole thing first. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe wifey doesn't know his screen name. Um, wish me luck. LOL. Oh, Jesus, dude. Uh, okay. You're going about this all wrong, dude. <laughs> you know, what, what what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas, bro. This is not how you're supposed to go about it. Right. Oh, man, we 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 definitely need a follow-up. We need to know if she heard that or not. Um, Living, oh, Living Legend uh, with the Canadian $5 tip says, What's good, Game Cats? Based on what you played, does Hellsweeper or Synapse have reprojection? And how close in sharpness are they to Red Matter 2? Uh, so Synapse, uh, we can obviously comment on the demo uh, that we played. Not the full game. Uh, in the demo, uh, I had mentioned this in my preview that uh, it was de- it was using reprojection, but I had to ask, right? Like I literally had to ask because I I just didn't really see it while I was playing. Um, so, but it is it is reprojected from sixty to one twenty. Um, but how about um, how about Hellsweeper, Wes? Uh, I didn't notice it in Hellsweeper, but again, I was playing Hellsweeper on um, on PC. Right. Um, and that game, the the pacing in it is just so super fast paced, and the movement is nonstop. Um, it's hard to fixate on things like that when you're playing. You're just trying not to die because there's so many enemies, and you're flipping and wall running and doing all this different stuff. Uh, it could be there. Uh, I didn't notice it. Um, I had some crashing when I was trying to stream it. Um, because I was, you know, I was, I was not only playing the game, I was streaming it. I was capturing cameras from, uh, Roots and Eric and, uh, and, you know, overlaying them, uh, with OBS. Uh, I, for those of you who caught that stream and and saw the difficulty we were having, I have since gone back in the Hellsweeper on my G2 with it cranked up to a hundred and, uh, no issues. So that, that was obviously me trying to do too much other stuff on my PC when I was trying to run that game. Uh, but no, I didn't notice any in, uh, in Hellsweeper. And for what it's worth with, with Synapse, uh, I mean, you've heard people, you know, praise just how that game looks and how clear and, and, and beautiful everything looks in game. Um, it absolutely uses the reprojection and it was noticeable, um, but I had to look for it. And honestly, with the exception of the times that, that Ubris kind of switches up and, and get, it gets super heavy, I feel like the majority of Ubris is about on the same level of Synapse, in my experience. Like, if you if you move your hand in front of your face, you can see the doubling on your fingers. Um, if you're uh, going through the tutorial and you do smooth turning in front of the text, you can see the text double. But, again, the, the game's super fast-paced, and when you get started playing it, you don't notice it. Um, so again, uh, I feel like reprojections become this really dirty word in the, uh, PlayStation community based on kind of the, like you said on Monday, the weaponization of it mm-hmm. by the, uh, console warriors out there. It's really not that big a deal for most people. Yeah. And, uh, and again, you know, like this is, this is not the end of the reprojection discussion, uh, especially on PSVR two, like the technology, the, the PSVR two headset still new. Technology still new. Was 
Sony's reprojection system itself is relatively new. And so we're going to, you know, see how that uh, evolves. And, and I think we'll get to a point where, where reprojection won't even become an issue, uh, you know, and, and that could be within the next few months or over the next year, who the, who the hell knows. But um, this be, be something we'll be keeping an eye on, obviously. Um, and in, as far as how close these games are into sharpness to, re, to Red Matter 2, Red Matter 2 is in a league of its own, right? Because I, I was playing Masternoid today, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes, 4K, 120 FPS, no reprojection. How nice. But it's like the <laughs> simplest-looking game ever. Like, Red Matter 2 is a beautiful game that also manages to run at 120 FPS natively with no reprojection. So, um, you know, and in and, and, and a super high resolution. So it's on, uh, you know, we can't, we can't judge everything by Red Matter 2, unfortunately. Those guys are wizards. Yeah, and for what it's worth, um, Polybius on PSVR 1 mm. ran 120 hertz native yeah. on the old system. Uh, with no reprojection and a lot of your favorite games on PSVR one that you think are the most beautiful things of that era. Uh, we're running at 45 Hertz reprojected to 90. <laughs> so it's really, it's really, again, uh, become a lot really overblown, right. uh, over the last few months. And just because a game, um, is using it, a lot of games are using it and you just don't know it. Uh, this is uh maybe maybe we should save this question until the end of our hubris discussion, but nah, screw it. Doozy Cat with a ten plantain says, "Would hubris top Horizon in the upcoming top 20? That's a good question because they're very different games, and I, I feel like what Horizon does it does extremely well. Like uh, the I mean, I don't want to have the whole top 25 discussion that we're going to have about it now. <laughs> um, but there are things that Ubris does better, and there are things that Horizon does better. And there are things that Horizon does that, like, I don't think I've ever played a better climbing game than Horizon. Like, it's a, it's a popular genre in VR, especially through the first generation. Yeah. Uh, this is largely a, a story-driven climbing adventure uh, and I've never played a, a, a better climbing game. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I think, I think that there's a lot of potential that was left on the table for, with Horizon. Um, you know, the things that we ended up ultimately saying weren't as game breaking as we expected them to be are still kind of the things that hold them back. Like the, you know, being on a rail during the fights, things like that, that, that weren't as bad as and egregious as we were, were, afraid that they would be still are are an overall negative i feel like for the game um i feel like they could have made a better game if they weren't so concerned with nerfing it for new players um so i don't know i don't know where i would i'm going to fall on that that's i'm glad that they asked the question though because i need to give that some thought i don't know i mean you got to think horizon not only is it an epic um story-driven adventure there's also twice as much game there you know it's it's there's a lot more game when you're talking about horizon versus hubris um i'll say i'll say this i think my answer will be much more concise my apologies um i think I, i the second i finished hubris i wanted to play it again like as soon as it was over i was like i gotta fucking start this over and play it again 
what horizon i finished it and went okay i didn't i didn't go back to try to get the platinum i didn't try to go back to get all of the the hidden uh you know hunters targets or whatever they're called um i, I kind of want to but i didn't have that drive to be like i need to play this right away and go back and do all of this um kind of speaking to beard of powers question in the chat he said is there a platinum trophy for hubris i does it need more than one playthrough yeah dude like there's if you want to get the platinum trophy in in hubris you need to play a bunch of times <laughs> like there's so many ridiculous trophies I, I i was tempted because it's going to be so time consuming to get the platinum in hubris uh, i was tempted to call it a hard platinum but really it's not it's just time consuming you just kind of got to go through one by one and go all right i got to go jump off of a ledge 10 times and die now i got to go do this i got to go shoot this number of this creature it's like it's just very time consuming uh so it might take you longer to do the point is i just i just really kind of i kind of fell in love with hubris in a way that i didn't fall in love with horizon um and i just really enjoyed being in this world and I think the big moments, and this might be crazy to say, I think the big moments in Hubris were more impactful, more memorable, uh, kind of hit me harder narratively than anything that happened in Horizon. And I think for those moments uh, alone, that's uh, I, I think that's what would put Hubris above Horizon. This was this wasn't nearly as concise as I thought it was going to be, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's because you're a VR nerd like me and you love talking about this stuff. Um, I'd say that it's a bit of an apples and oranges comparison. The one thing that they have in common is as you work your way through the uh, the campaign, you'll you'll in either game you'll find yourself from time to time stopping and taking in this breathtaking panoramic view and just going, "Wow, look at that! It's crazy that this is in VR." Um, that's about the extent of the similarity between the two games. Yeah. Um, they're very different other than that. I, th I think that if, I think that if Horizon had the gameplay variety and the depth of gameplay mechanics that Hubris has, we'd be having a much different conversation. Um, in just the inventory system alone, the crafting, uh, the, um, the, the weapons i mean like i mean oh no i mean yeah i take it back it's been a little while since i played horizon so i was thinking i forgot about all the different arrows you get in horizon which is pretty cool and all the yeah. different climbing gear um and, this, and that's another thing i think when it comes to the top 20 i'm gonna have to go back and replay some of these games so i don't minimize uh you know the impact that they might have had yeah you're right what you said about not wanting to go directly back in and, and play it right after you finish it but now, three months out, now that we're talking about it and I'm starting to think about it, it's like, you know, I wouldn't mind getting back in there and playing it again now. Yeah. Ooh, Man Bear Pig Game Cat. He does exist, Wes, with a $2 tip. Asked if Hubris looks better on uh, PSVR 2 than its PC counterpart. A little. It does. It has more fidelity uh, and more detail, particularly when it comes to distant areas and objects like what's directly in front of you looks very similar um the difference being when you play on pc it was almost kind of like when you first went in the horizon and you looked out into the distance and everything kind of had a softness to it hubris mm -hmm. was kind of like that on pc but maybe not that egregious uh, but there was a little softness in distant objects on uh, on pc um which weirdly wasn't the case with the demo. Like everything was super crisp and clean in the early Ubris demo, but by the time it was released on PC, you could tell they had optimized it and it lost some of that detail in the wash. 
Well, that's back here now, and even to a greater extent, maybe, than it was originally. And, uh, no, it's absolutely beautiful. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people say that it looks uh, identical, um, but I feel like these people just haven't been in the PC version in a while and remember it being a little bit better than it actually turned out to be. Hmm. Uh, I absolutely think it looks better um, on PlayStation than it did on PC, but just just a little better. Nice. That's really good to hear. Uh, it had been a while since I played Hubris on PC. I had played the uh, just the demo uh, during that Steam Fest last year. Um, I remember it being like really nice, really clear, um, and fairly comparable to what's happening on PSVR too. Um, but again, I just didn't, I didn't have any of the reprojection on PC VR. I think that was the only difference that I saw. Right. Um, right. Uh, Wes, what, what, what's, what stands out for uh, with Hubris for you? What's what? What, um, I mean, this is, I, I, I'm fortunate to have like gotten my, my seven minute concise little review out already. Um, what, uh, where, where, where do you kind of stand on this game, uh, on this game? If it was, if, if you were to have a quick little seven minute concise review out as well right now, um, are you, I like, it, do you think I said at the beginning of this episode that a lot of people had already, um, have reviewed this way lower than I had, way lower than AJ and I had. Um, where, where, where do you fall? Um, well, I'm certainly closer to you than them, but I want to, first of all, push back a little bit on the notion that, that the, the, the reviews are largely mixed because, you know, I've been watching the reviews. Cause <laughs> uh, I haven't. So that's good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there's a couple, there's a couple of them. Uh, that were more negative than you guys were. But for what it's worth, even the ones that are supposedly negative, mm-hmm. uh, everyone recommended people buy it. Um, it. It was more of a, the ones that were negative were saying it's not a must own. You know, it, it's good. If you like this type of game, you're going to want to pick it up. Uh, it's not among the elite, you know, AAA big budget games. Um so that those are what the negative reviews say, the negative reviews say. But there's not that many of them out there. Largely what I've seen from the notable content creators, um, people are loving it. And, yeah, you, you're a little bit on the high end. Most people are giving it an eight, eight and a half, mm-hmm. you know, out of ten. And you guys gave it like a nine. Um, and I, I tend to be closer to that camp. I, I think it's a very good game. What really surprised me about it, um, you know, Everyone knew it was going to be a beautiful game. Um, what really surprised me about Ubris was the diversity of gameplay. It isn't just a, a run-and-gun uh, arcade shooter. There's a lot of exploration. There's a heavy exploration element to it with regard to uh, resource gathering for, for upgrades. And then there are some pretty intense platforming parts with you know, climbing and jumping and stuff. Um the, the, the bigger uh, levels, you know, have multiple paths through them and you can take a stealth path or you can, you know, go in uh, gung ho and you can see very clearly how the, the developers design the level, uh, so that no matter what your play style, there's a path there for you to take. Um, so the diversity of gameplay was the biggest surprise for me, um, with the title overall. Uh, it is exceptional you know, in the top percentile in terms of production value. And, you know, originally on Steam, that mainly was visual. And now with the update, 
um, I feel like the audio kind of matches the visual. The ambient soundtrack in this game is excellent and uh, and implemented very well. Um, so production values are off the chart. Diversity of gameplay is um, pretty awesome. Um, the 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 story's okay. Um, I, I like the premise of it. Um, I felt that there there could have been more of it. I mean, it, it gets a little more story heavy later in the game, which was cool. I would like for it to have been um, more like that early, and I feel like the game could have got going a little earlier. Like the the first level, the demo or whatever. Yeah. Even like the the second part, like directly after when the demo ends, um, that section can seem a little bit tedious compared to the rest of the game. Uh, so I felt like they could have got into it, maybe introduced another enemy type or two um, earlier on. Um, but for the most part, um, I think it's great. I think it's a great game. I think that uh, it makes good use of the um, the sense controllers. Um, and it does stuff that we don't see often on console games. Like there, there are options available here, uh, like graphics options and stuff that, that typically we don't see on PlayStation games. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I just think it's very good. It's, it's a unique game. It, it's something that seems like it, it's a big budget, uh, game from a big studio when in all reality, it's, it's from an indie studio and, uh, it's, it's really well done, especially when you consider that this is a first, uh, VR offering from Cyborn. Uh, they're only going to get better in, in subsequent titles going forward. So, you know, I'm closer. I'm closer to you guys than I am the uh, the uh, the six and seven out of ten crowd out there, which is a very small percent, from what I can tell. Yeah, the I, I'm just I'm just hearing other people tell me like, oh, this is you know what this person gave it. And I was like, that's great. I'm you know, I kind of no offense to any other content creator out there. Like, I kind of only care what I think about it. Um, you know, except right. for Wes because he's here. I want to be nice and respectful. Um, but it's, I gotta say, man, it's something I, I might have mentioned. I can't remember, uh, which, which ending I used in my, in my review. Cause I, I, I wrote it and rewrote it a couple times. Um, but one of the endings, and it might be in the review is that I'm sort of surprised we haven't gotten more games like this in VR, like, because it sort of does everything we want. Um, it, it kind of makes me go, why the, why the fuck? Like we didn't. I had this weird complaint for PSVR one. It was like, well, why, why didn't we just have way more first person shooters on PSVR one? Right. Like why weren't more games? Like we're going to see it like bullet storm and we saw it with doom three VR, but why weren't more first person shooters brought into VR earlier on? And then you have the games like hubris that say, you know, Hey, here's climbing and here's crafting and here's exploration and here's swimming. Like swimming was really well done in hubris and here's, and here's shooting and here's jumping and here's whatever. And it's, it's, it's just everything you want. It's like, but in truth, if they let you go off the rails, <laughs> like I actually right. like this game better than Blood and Truth. I think this is a higher quality and 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 less. The cutscenes were less obtrusive, and um, I just don't understand why we haven't gotten more games like this. And I think if we had been getting more games like this over the course of the last seven years, then I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't be so impressed by Hubris. But Hubris kind of like finally delivers on this thing that like I just kind of expect VR games to be. And because it's finally doing that, I think I give it a little, maybe more credit than it deserves, but no one else is doing it. So like, right. so hats off to Cyborn for, for, for doing the shit that we've been wanting for seven years. And they said that they've been, uh, that this universe is so big 
right? When I interviewed uh, Kuhn Wendenstein uh, last year or two years ago, uh, he said that uh, the creator of the studio who, who who wrote the hubris lore has enough content for 10 games uh, if they decide to do that. And I think this is an interesting introduction into this world uh, and an interesting introduction into these characters because it's like, it's mildly interesting, but I feel like it can go so far. And so if hubris episode two comes out, hubris part two, whatever they call it, like I'm, it'll be one of my most anticipated games because they've shown what they can do. And I think they're just going to keep taking that further, taking this formula that I've been wanting games to use and just expand on it. And that's what I need. That's what I need in VR. It's fun. Yeah. It makes me wonder where, um, what the status of lawn on on PSVR2 is because um the story of Lawn is a very similar story of Ubers. They they both launched uh super late last year, like it was like December of last year that they launched. Um I feel like they both didn't really get a fair shake in the reviews and I think they got largely overlooked because of when they launched. And uh, now we're seeing Ubris's redemption story before our very eyes mm. on a new platform. Uh, and I'd love to see something similar with Lawn because it's a, that's another super high quality game with a lot of diversity of gameplay and a big world and a cool aesthetic, uh, that most people don't know about, uh, because it largely went under the radar late last year. So, um, Six Cent Studios, we want to know what you're up to. Yeah. Uh, Lawn has definitely been confirmed for PSVR too, but yeah, you're right. Uh, they've, they've definitely gone kind of, kind of quiet on that. So maybe an update would be nice. Um, let's uh, let's let's end our hubris discussion, Wes, with a question from Piatrek F with the Twelve Plantains says hubris or Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. And I'm so happy that you're here for this question because I think above and beyond everybody else, you and I were the two that enjoyed Tales from the Galaxy's Edge on PSVR two more than most. Um, yeah. where do you stand? Which one's better? Uh, I mean, it, in terms of like, well, I mean, in terms of almost everything, Ubris is better. Mm-hmm. Like Star Wars is a Star Wars game. So you obviously you have that awesome, um, Star Wars storytelling going on there. And that whole vibe that comes with the John Williams music and the recognizable characters and all that nostalgia, uh, but in terms of, um, like, production value, I feel like they're very similar. I think graphically, Ubris is a little bit ahead of Star Wars uh, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. I feel in terms of gameplay, Ubris is ahead by a pretty comfortable margin. Yeah. Um, not only because of the diversity of gameplay, but, I mean, the, the gunplay is just more well done. Um, and, and, you know... With that aside, even the flow of the game is much more smooth uh, in Ubris. It's very um, disjointed in Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. You know, that has that kind of episodic thing that that's going on where you're jumping back and forth between the main campaign story and then little mini stories, which is cool. Uh, again, being in the Star Wars universe to inhabit so many different characters and take, you know, visit so many different locations. Um, it's very cinematic you know, the, the, the star Wars game. Uh, but in, in terms of, of what's the better game, I mean, you strip the star Wars stuff away and it's 
pretty clearly that Ubris is a better game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. I, I thought some parts were really slow. Um, that it felt like they were just there for padding. Um, and I was like, you know, and, and the almost <laughs> all the parts where you use a lightsaber are kind of lame, right? And it's just like, man, I want, yeah. why, they only threw that in so they can say, oh, we got to use a lightsaber in VR, right? And it's like, well, they should have found a way to make that part of the, the full campaign and made it more exciting, to, like a better combat with the lightsaber. Um, yeah, I don't know. Tales was really fun. I, I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, Hubris, as far as I'm concerned, is the better adventure. Um, and yeah, Shapeshifter sure. in the chat asks how long it is. He says, I'm slow, an exploring kind of player. Um, I'm also slow. I like taking my time and exploring all the environments. Uh, it's crazy because I thought I explored everything on my first run through. But then when I went back to play it again, I started really just climbing everything, jumping up on top of boxes and seeing what ledges I can climb. And there's so much more to explore than I initially thought. Um, and so my first run through of hubris took, uh, six hours, almost on the dot. And, uh, and I know a lot of people in the chat have been saying it's a four or five hour game. It took me six hours, but I'm also, I take my time. I like to explore and collect as much shit as I possibly can. So shapeshifter, that's probably where you'll be at around the six hour mark. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It took me closer to eight, but I played around a lot, um, you know, trying to break the game, find glitches, explore the boundaries and find holes and just me I mess around a lot instead of just playing the game the way it was intended to be played. So I, th I think six hours is a, is a fair estimate. Uh, although uh, I did start on the uh, the top difficulty and I did die quite a few times uh, going through it. I found it challenging. Nice. Nice. Yes. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Because, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it was very challenging on the, on the normal difficulty. It really, really, really. If you want a good challenge, you want it to feel tense, you want to be concerned about your health, um, you want to worry about dying, then, yeah, veteran difficulty, the hardest difficulty is where it's at. Yeah, for sure. Um, not the biggest news of the day. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there's a game called Masternoid that came out on the PlayStation VR 2 store, uh, and it's a little, it's a little indie game. It's, uh, here, I'm just gonna, I, I, I played it for, I, I was gonna go in and play it for like 10 minutes just so we could talk about it a little bit today, and I ended up playing it for half an hour. I didn't want to stop, but I had other shit to do, and, uh, right. I, I, I had a lot of fun with this. This is very much a, an update on the classic, um, Breakout Arkanoid formula, the brick breaker genre. Uh, what what did you think, Wes? I think that um, there's certain game concepts that are just timeless, and they just work if you can if you give it a chance and sit down and play it. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be super complicated. We don't have to go on a crazy faraway adventure in outer space to have fun. Uh, it can, you know, certain gaming concepts are tried and true over time. And I feel like brick breaker is just one of those and to experience it in VR. VR does add something here, right? The way that they've implemented it, uh, the, the way that uh, you control um, the ball, so to speak, and the way that you experience these, um, these breakable blocks in three dimensions, it definitely adds something to the game. Uh, again, it, they're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, they're, they're bringing a very tried and true concept over in the VR and it is extremely simple. 
Um, but it's one of those games that puts you in a zone. You start playing it and you just tune everything else out. <laughs> it's very satisfying to, uh, to, to break these blocks. And when you get it in that right pocket and it just starts going to work for itself, super satisfying. And, um, just, just like the original, just like it always has been. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I enjoyed this game. I'm not going to go recommend anybody drop 30 bucks on it. I don't know what it costs. Uh, but if it's fair, uh, priced fairly, um, there is definitely fun to be had here. Yeah, this is uh, like if if anybody's confused by what's going on here, like because it looks like you have a gun in your hand, and you do you shoot the ball back, but when you grab the trigger and and you kind of whip the ball into a certain direction, uh, and just and you know you're the the better you do, you'll get like multipliers. Um, you'll you'll just like pinball, you'll get like multi balls going on, uh, and so you know, and, and it's funny because the game is very cognizant of like how intense that is and so every time you get a, a you get a second ball on the screen or a third ball all going at the same time it kind of pulls you away from the action a little bit so you have a little bit more reaction time uh to, to interact with these things and it's it's just it's just it's yeah it's just pleasant and this is this is running at uh you know 120 fps this is uh running at 4k and it's not doing anything it's not pushing the limits graphically but it does look nice in the headset um I think my only, uh, I, I think my only real complaint is that like this is a game that I want to recommend for like five dollars or ten dollars, and the fact that it right. hits the fifteen dollar price point, like we've seen what you know, like you get runner for twenty five dollars, right? Or uh, no, I'm sorry, you get runner for fifteen dollars, you get runner for the same price as this, and so right. it, I'm just like, oh, it's just a little, it's just a little bit too much. Um, but that said, like. You know, this this is one of those games that you just put on your wish list and wait for a sale, uh, and grab it the first time at seven dollars and fifty cents, because um, it's it's just nice, and I love the the power ups. Everything I just feel like is really really well done. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel like you know my first impression is that this is a ten dollar game. Um, with that said, you know, like you, I only played a few minutes. This thing might end up having a hundred levels and and just turn out to be more awesome than even we are we're expecting. But right now it feels like a ten dollar game. I don't I don't think fifteen's egregious or anything, uh, but it's maybe a little more than I would have expected for a game like this. Uh but with that said, um, you know, the gun mechanic's cool. It kinda works like um like the tether gun in evasion where you can just oh, yeah. grab enemies and, and toss them with the aim controller. That's kinda how this works with your the the way you control the ball. And um it does look good in the headset and the power ups are super cool. Like the, the, uh, the dome that, that you can put place over the blocks and just have it kind of bounce off of every direction. Um, you can have like firepower. You can turn your ball into a bomb. Uh, and all that stuff translates very well to a uh, 3D space. So, uh, yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a very fun and engaging experience that grabs you and doesn't want to let go. This is something that you, get addicted to pretty quickly this is what we call um palate cleanser this is a great palate <laughs> cleanser when you when you put when you you know you're coming off a two-hour session in an intense high action game and you don't want to stop playing but you don't quite want to play something that intense this is a type of game that you put on and just kind of wind down for a little while and just zone out and uh it is a good game and it is fun to play Agreed. Yeah, and I and I do feel like uh, this is this is the a genre that somehow uh, doesn't really get old. It, it works pretty much in every generation of consoles I think I've ever played. Um, there's a you know 
there's a PlayStation one version of this game, uh, this style of game. And, uh, and then there was like, I remember on PlayStation three, I think uh, I just saw somebody, Matthew Longo in the chat said, bring shatter to VR. Uh, shatter is the last brick breaker game that I remember, uh, playing before this one. Like, and that was on PlayStation three. Well, well, except, Oh Jesus. Pixel rip 1978. We played brick breaker last week. That's right. I, I completely forgot about that. Um, there is a moment. There is a moment. Yeah. Um, and, and then there were also, <laughs> there was also like, I felt, feel like there were 10 different PlayStation VR one games that all sort of had the same formula, right? There was even the, uh, the one that came in PSVR worlds where you like hit it with your face. I forget what oh, it yeah, was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Proton Pulse, I think was another one. Yeah. There was, there was just a, a handful for a little while. Um, I like this better than all of those. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. The music's great, this by the way. It has that vibe. It kind of has that, well, I mean, I want to say Jeff Minter vibe, but it's not It's not that crazy over the top. Like, Minter will melt your brain with this stuff. Uh, th- this feels like maybe Jeff, one of Jeff Minter's uh, menu screens. <laughs> you know, it's got that same look to it, uh, but there's not mushrooms and, you know, llamas and stuff flying out of uh, every corner of your peripheral vision that's what this game's missing it's llamas 100 percent llamas yeah uh to your point about how long the game is though i within within the half hour that i played you know you, you do get a pretty decent idea um how many levels you've completed and how many chapters you've completed i feel like if i spend another hour with this game i'll have seen it all um, oh really? Okay. Yeah. But it's also, it's also about beating your high score and all that too. So, you know, if you care about that kind of stuff, then there's some replayability. There are here. leaderboards. Yeah. There are leaderboards. Oh, too. Right. Right. Uh, and there's not many people on them currently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TJ yeah. Perry in the chat with the $2 tip says Juneteenth is June 19th every year. Mr. Paul. I did not know that. I apologize. I don't know any holiday in all fairness. Um, at, Especially now that, uh, especially now that I don't leave my apartment to go to work, uh, I don't know any holidays. I just I show up and somebody goes, "Hey, Happy President's Day, Happy Labor Day." I go, "Cool." People say that to you. Um, people don't say that to me. I don't know. I need better friends, Wes. More interesting friends. <laughs> Getting the elevator, they're like, "How's the weather?" And I'm like, "Fuck yourself." <laughs> like, we're not talking about that shit today. <laughs> How's the weather? I walk around in the summertime saying, "How about this heat?" Okay. I prefer awkward silence to uh, small talk. That's just me. Uh, the awkwarder, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and guys, uh, I'm sure if you're astute and you've been paying attention to the PlayStation Store or Shell Games Twitter account, maybe you noticed that uh, until you fall got a PSVR 2 release today. Uh, we've been talking about that quite a bit over the last week or two, waiting for it to happen. Uh, and it did. And the good thing is that it is that it happened. Uh, the bad thing is that I haven't had a chance to play it. Neither is West, so we don't know what the upgrades are like. Uh, also, the bad thing is that you have to pay for it again. There's no upgrade path. It is twenty five dollars. Uh, was a fantastic game on PlayStation VR one. So as long as there's nothing critically wrong with the PSVR two version, uh, and you haven't played it on PSVR one, if you already didn't already play it on Quest or some or someplace else. Amazing game. I think I gave it a nine out of 10. So it's hubris level of quality, you guys. Uh, <laughs> and you really, like, if you like roguelites, if you like a real challenge, uh, I, I mean, go watch my old review. It's, 
I love this game. So Miles and I will hopefully be able to take a, a little bit of a deeper dive and talk about it on Friday's episode for you. It's a tough game. Intense. Intense battle and hard to progress in, especially at first. It's a good workout. Um, but it is, yeah, yeah. And it is engaging. Uh, and, and as most shell games titles are, it's very well done. So, yeah. Uh, Serial Killer in the chat says, I bet you know when Independence Day is, 4th of July. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But you know what? For, I, it, it wasn't until very recently. I'm like, way too old to not know basic shit. Okay. But it wasn't until very recently that I, I learned when Thanksgiving was. Right. It's always the third Thursday in November. Is that right? It's like, I didn't know. I just wait for somebody to say, Hey, Thanksgiving is next Thursday. You're going to come over. I'm like, yeah, okay. Right. Christmas, for whatever reason, I thought Christmas was the 24th of December for the longest time. That's not true. That's, that's when we open presents. When I was a kid, <laughs> we always opened them on Christmas Eve. Nice. Yeah. I'm just not, I'm like, like, I feel like I'm relatively smart when it comes to a lot of things. But things that everybody knows, not so much. I feel like I missed a class at some point. Like I was sick the day they taught common sense in school. And so I'm missing a lot of that. Well, I mean, they don't even teach it in school anymore, so that's fine. That's fucking true. All right, man. It's time before we get onto that topic. Uh, let's get onto a different topic, and that's PlayStation VR 20 questions. Uh, Wes is the host, which means he's picked out a PlayStation VR 1 or 2 game, and I need you guys, all your help, uh, because we only have six minutes and 20 yes or no questions to figure out what PlayStation VR 1 or possibly PSVR 2 or possibly both game Wes has picked out. Wes, are you ready? Almost. Let me get this page back. Okay, up. that's cool because I got to write like my little yes or no chart anyway. Yes, no, dude. This entire journal. Somebody bought me this journal, right? Uh, oh no, 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 no one bought me this journal. This came in a um, like loot crate or geek fuel box or something. Um, and the entire thing is just filled up with the exact same shit. It's it's yes and no um, charts for for video game twenty questions. It's ridiculous. That's it. I wonder well, if we, awesome. I wonder if we went through all the charts if we could figure out what the games were because I never write down the answer. Um, <laughs> you know that's a good point. Um, I think I, I sometimes feel like I pick the same ten games over and over again, but uh, I wouldn't know it because I always forget. <laughs> I can remember what I did last time, but beyond that, I could I just flush all of it. Oh my God, Zek Lightning, are you in my fucking soul right now? Dude, I said everybody knows. And I, in my head, I was like, everybody knows. I was thinking fucking Leonard Cohen in my head. And Zek Lightning in the chat writes Leonard Cohen. Dude, I've had way too much caffeine because I'm way too impressed by that. You know, when, I, when you said uh, everybody knows, um, it uh, put Stone Temple Pilots in my head. Okay. That light. That that light single that they put out, everybody knows how the story really goes. Oh my it's god! This, you, yeah, remember that? Oh, we all can sing along. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's what happened to me. Something about a photograph. Is, is that tripping on a po hole in a paper heart? Is that that song? Uh, yeah. Well, no. Or is that no, jumping Jack it. Flash? I don't fucking know, dude. It's. It, 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 big bang baby big bang baby it's a yeah smash, smash. So you know the chat's yeah, know. gonna fucking clear, clear this up for us in a second 
For sure. Yeah. That was that was just their that was their second album, wasn't it? Like wasn't that on Purple? Um I want to say that it was on the third album, the uh, one after that. Uh little Oh weird, I just had Deja Vu. You're, it's been a while, but I just had it. Yeah. So I've definitely picked this game before, for sure. <laughs> uh, Kill Artist 1, the Dreamweaver GameCat with the $5 tip says, they only chose that date because my birthday is the coolest day and I am awesome. LOL. Uh, happy belated, Kill Artist. I think we said happy birthday. If not, I apologize. If so, happy awesome. Birthday. Hell yeah. My well, birthday's coming up, Brian. It's like uh, next week. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sunday. Is, I think Sunday. It's on Sunday. Okay. I can remember that. I'm not going to remember that. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to remember it. Dude, I'm I'm so old that it just don't even matter. It's not even a thing anymore. Like, uh, Maybe two of the five people that live with me or two of the four people that live with me might say happy birthday. The other two won't even mention it. And that's fine because I'll probably forget. Two of the four people that live with you. Your roommates? Yeah. <laughs> no, my Family. wife and children. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's funny. It's a funny way to phrase a phrase family. Yeah. The people who live with me. Um, Macho Vasquez with $2 tip says, UC Tabor got an update. Reviews are good. Um, what's UC Tabor? Oh, did it, did uh, we UC? see like, did UC Tabor get an update? Reviews are good. Hi guys. That's a lot of thoughts without enough uh, punctuation. <laughs> I knew that there was an update coming. They've been waiting um, on for quite some time to be able to uh, put this build out uh, because there's been some notable exploits in the last build, and there was something with the the way that uh, the updates roll out that they couldn't fix it right away. So uh, over time, it got worse and worse with people just cheating. Which I don't understand in a in a looter shooter why people want to cheat. Like it takes all the fun out of it. Like, what's the point? You know, why do people want <laughs> to cheat anyway, Wes? It's it, people cheat right. in all sorts of games. People cheat in Fortnite. It's like, wh- what was the point? Like, what? Do you feel good about? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people do, but I don't know. Looper the Underground Game Cat with the two euros says, "Did you cover the game from the trailer playing?" Yeah, that's why we started the trailer, Looper, because we were talking about until you fall. Um, just scroll back a little bit. Actually, but don't scroll back yet because you are a 20 questions timekeeper. Um, all right. Are we caught up? Did we get caught up on? Yeah. Okay. We got yeah, caught up so. on tips. All right. And you've got a game ready. D- did you keep your deja vu game or no? Or is, or is that? I did. Okay. I did. And I'm sure I've picked this before, maybe twice before, but uh, we're going with it again. If I had any kind of memory, that would be helpful for me, but sadly, <laughs> nothing. Alright, on your mark, get Des, go! Uh, does this game have multiplayer? No. Uh, can Is this game on PSVR 1, or has it been announced? I'm sorry. Has this game is this game on PSVR 2 or announced for PSVR 2? Either one? No. Okay, so it's PSVR 1 only, you guys, with no multiplayer. So... Not bad. Um, does this game use the move controllers? No. Does this game use the aim controller? No. Okay, guys. So we're looking at a DualShock 4 only, potentially, uh, game. 
Okay, everybody in the chat is having their own conversations, uh, and they're not helping me. They are somewhere else. Looper asks, is it horror-themed? Kind of, yeah. Oh, 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 we are on to it, guys. Horror, kind of, yeah. I wrote it down. I wrote all three words down. Um, would you say this is a puzzle game? No. Okay, sorry, Looper, not transference. Um, thank you, Christopher Emma Holm. I'm home. God damn it. With the 20 sacros. Thank you for doing what you do. Much love from us. Much love from us to you, Christopher. Just re- reverse that. Send it back to yourself. We love you. Um, is there locomotion in this game? Do, do you, do you move around rather than stand in one place? Ooh, he's got to think about yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure. Okay. Let's 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 clarify that even further. Full locomotion? Yeah. Okay. Okay, it's kind of horror themed, full locomotion, PSVR one only, not PSVR two. Dual shock four. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and for the record, most most people would call this a horror game. It's it's not just horror elements, like it's a scary game. Okay. Um Move Master Mick is throwing the persistence out there. Is this a roguelite? It is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was this was this made by Fire Sprite? It was. Holy shit balls. Move Master Mick has a better memory than I do. Is this the persistence? It is indeed Woo! the persistence. And what a shame, Brian, that we don't have this on PSVR two yet. This being a first party studio now Woo! and being one of the best games. <laughs> On PSVR one, really is. Uh, where where's our the persistence remaster? Like I, I'm ready. Where, I need it. Where is our persistence fragments of feet? Yeah, for real. Well, and so we we were talking about that a little bit. I think on Friday's episode, Miles and I were talking about the potential. Now this is obviously pure speculation, but isn't it so weird that Sony has all of these great VR games that they spent all this money all, all this money making, and then the ones that we've actually gotten from them or ones that they've funded, the ones we've actually gotten from them have been like really enhanced versions. Like song in the smoke rekindled was a huge upgrade from the original. And then wander is a massive upgrade. Um, like, is it possible that the reason we haven't seen all of these games, like the persistence, like Astrobot, like blood and truth, like everybody's golf VR is because Sony's got everybody back to the drawing board going, make this, but make it better. Give us the 1.5 version of this. Is that possible? And there's, it's certainly possible in this case because um, there's a lot of room uh, for improvement. I mean, this game is immersive as it is. It's certainly not VRAF. Um, right. This game came out on Steam VR and still used the same kind of gamepad style controls that it used on um, on, on PlayStation. Um, with that said, I don't think that there's a better example of first person gamepad VR than the persistence. Yeah. They, they did a very good job of uh, making people forget that you're playing with a gamepad. The, the, the hand and arm models and animations are, are, are so well done in this game. 
and you know the the you know traditional controller um is something that we've used for so many thousands and thousands of hours that you kind of just forget about it and 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 everything becomes reaction at, at a, a certain point um so it's great it's great the way it is but at the same time it would be great if if they redid it um maybe kind of reshuffled some of the um the levels and, and for for the record I, I know they they reshuffle every time you die <laughs> but right it, it the sections of the levels are written it's just what order that they're in that changes they they could do like they can completely write how the the those sections are laid out um maybe put in a few new enemies give you a um, full sixth off with, with motion controller support and uh and upgrade the uh the graphics a little bit and you've got a whole new game here that's amazing i mean a couple new enemy types right a couple a couple yeah. more uh interesting rooms to explore maybe some more uh weapons to uh to unlock uh yeah absolutely having two hands in the game uh this is there there's so much potential here for for a huge improvement i would love the persistence 1.5 um and that's and, and the only way to maintain my sanity Wes, and and think where are these games is to think that this is where they are that they are back in development and we, everybody's golf vr 1.5 is going to have full multiplayer support with not just three courses i mean like this is the kind of stuff that i need just to get through a day i just need to lie to myself Wes. It's amazing how easily it comes. <laughs> and you see, you know, VR st- being still an emerging technology and the, the numbers that add PSVR 1 being relatively low compared to traditional gaming, th- this is a good way for, for Sony to give us these high-quality games without having to invest in starting from scratch and building up. Like, giving us these 1.5 version of Gen 1 games, yeah, a lot of us are going to be familiar with the originals. But if this generation goes the way that we want it to go, this is going to be brand new for a lot of people. And for, again, a relatively small amount of investment in terms of time and money, um, hopefully we start to see these games showing up sooner rather than later. Agreed. Looper, the Underground Game Cat, chiming in with the five euros about 20 questions, says, The persistence has been picked twice before. Never by Wes. October 14, 2022, Miles to Brian. In November 7th, 2022, AJ to Brian. Brian has guessed it all three times. So uh, <laughs> heads up, uh, co-hosts. Don't, stop picking yeah. the persistence. <laughs> I still remember I still remember when you tried the demo for the first time and, <sighs> and how over the moon you were about it. Yeah. Yep. And, the, oh, dude, and it's, there's some... You know me, man. I'm like, I'm a retro gamer. I'm all about game preservation. And there, and, and I love whenever I discover like a new version of something that like, it's like, oh, this game that, remember this game that you love? Well, here it's, it's been ported to another system that you never knew or like it, they started porting it to another system or, oh, he, here's a demo that's like a wildly different version of the game, you know, but back when it was in its pre alpha stage. Um, and that's exactly what we got. We got something like two or three, ver- uh, persistence demos in that first one. That first one looks radically different than the game that we got. And so if you have Demo yeah. Disc Volume 1, go back and look. Go back and play that demo because if it was on Demo Disc Volume 1, I'm pretty sure it was. I think it, I think it was 2. You but... think it was 2? 
Okay. Because yeah. I know it showed up on another demo disc later on, and so I don't didn't know if it was two and three or one and two or what it was. Um, but it looks radically different. It's like almost a different art style. You can see that uh, the they really handcrafted the rooms that you see. And I think they realized very quickly because it's like, it's like, I don't know, somebody's daughter's photographs or whatever. It's just like, or I had secretary that says happy birthday in the, in this dude's dorm, uh, this dor- dormitorium area. And it's like, oh, that, that kind of stuff. It's also handcrafted. I think eventually the developers were like, we can't, <laughs> we can't do this to enough sections of room to make the, they make the whole game procedurally generated. We actually have to make the game look more generic for it to work right. And I think that's what happened between the original demo we got and uh, and then the next demo, and of course the final game. So, but I'm glad that exists because it was really fucking cool. And if they could do that yeah. with like a persistence 1.5 and kind of handcraft more of what we see, amazing. Yeah, and absolutely, I think that that's a possibility for them. Although you know that they are a, a, in a very different place now and working on multiple titles at once and. Um, while we're on the topic, um, seven dollars and fifty cents for this game right now on the PlayStation Store. Crazy! Is this is this part of the nice. sale that's going on? Is like a massive sale in the PlayStation Store? Is it just part of that? Uh, I would assume so. Yeah, it's seventy five percent off with PS Plus. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll do my best to kind of go through the all the sales and, and see if there's anything worth noting. That this one is obviously worth noting. If anybody's still on PSVR one, you haven't played this. Amazing. You got to play it. Seven fifty. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, tough. It's hard, man. It's a hard game to play, but it's fun. It is, and and I keep I keep being reminded, Wes, how much I suck at roguelikes because everybody that I talk to beat this game. It tells you at the end how many tries it took you, how many deaths you had, and I had like forty or something. Like it was way more than most people. I had a, two to three times more deaths than most people. I think so. I suck. It's okay. Okay. All right, you guys. It's time to get going. Uh, I've got a, I got a C-Smash review to keep working on. Uh, not to mention, uh, I don't know, I kind of want to finish Masternoid, which is a terrible name. It's a terrible name. I get it. It's a play on Arkanoid. Masternoid just sounds icky. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Did someone else already call do one called uh, V-Arkanoid? Because it just makes too much sense. Oh, I wonder if that's too close. Right? Like, is that name still copyrighted? There's no way Taito's still in business. Did they make that game? I don't know. I don't know. Good shit. Uh, Guys, don't forget, uh, head on over to Virtual Strangers. Click the link in the description below. Uh, Hang out with Wes and his friends, uh, especially if you like long-form content. That's what what I fell in love with that channel for. That's why Wes is here, because the long-form content over there is awesome. It's like the kind of stuff you just want to have on while you're, like, cooking or cleaning the house. It's just, like, listening to... Some long podcast. It's good stuff. Um, so click on, click the link in the description, subscribe to Wes and his friends to talk about not just PlayStation VR 2, but all VR, VR agnostic, as we say. Uh, and thank you for being here today, Wes. I really appreciate it as always. Thank me. Thank, thank you. Thank me, Brian. No, thank you, Wes. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank Uh, you for having me. It was fun as it typically is. It was a a lot of fun. And thank you everybody that helps the channel run uh, financially, of course, uh, over on patreon.com slash without pro games and over here. If you're a member uh, on youtube.com slash without pro games. Also everybody who tips during the chat, we really appreciate that. Um, Everyone who helps during 20 questions, everyone who shoots the shit during the show, and of course, everybody who sits back and watches the show and doesn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. We love you just as much. Happy West Day, Wes.
Happy West Day, Brian. Ruthless Metal in the chat says, Wes is the king of long-ass content. Not long-form, long-ass. Sirens on my end. I like it. All right. We're, we're just going to say goodbye. Things get real quiet. <laughs>